0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 20 of Running Partners with me Paul. And
1: me Alison.
0: Um, so today the main topic of conversation is going to be interval training. We've talked a little bit about this in various episodes and we had an episode all about track. Uh, but we thought we'd go in depth in intervals and particularly they're probably something that a lot, we're doing them every week and a lot of people will be we're in that marathon training in particular. Yeah, so it's we...
1: kind of key to marathon training isn't it alongside the, the long run.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we thought we'd um, we'd pick that up a little bit of benefits and some different sessions that you can do and what you can get out of them. So before that, we will just cover some listener feedback so we had an email from fran this week all about strength and conditioning work around running and the sort of things we do him, and asking for any tips so i gave fran a bit of advice that i've used with a few athletes i've coached around some lunges some glute activation exercises uh, some things that some some kind of stretches that can help with running. I think you gave her a bit of advice that you picked up from physios, hadn't you? Around you don't need to do loads of additional strength training if you're a runner because running itself is strength work, particularly mm. if you're doing things like hills. Is that right? Yeah,
1: well, yeah. I guess for your legs, isn't it? I guess you, you know. Yeah the upper body stuff you could do in addition
0: yeah definitely so thanks Fran for that and I think we're probably going to do a future episode in a bit more detail all around strength work for for runners so so look out for that one and then we had some feedback from Caitlin as well I think
1: yeah so Caitlin um is um one of our friends of the podcast and uh she put a nice comment on Strava saying that she'd listened to um one of our episodes and it had exactly coincided with the length of a run so although sometimes we think we're going on a bit obviously it's exactly the right length it's a bit like Goldilocks and the three bears we have got it just right so
0: yeah
1: he's hoping
0: thanks Kaylin. <laughs> and then similar feedback from Mark who kind of saved the podcast to listen to a run He wasn't feeling like going running the weather was terrible uh, but he said listening to the the podcast was like being enveloped in a child's comfort blanket. So thanks, Mark. And I think he enjoyed the the episode, last episode about performance psychology. And he said his instructional mantra is run tall, shoulders back and hips forward. So I tried to use that actually a little bit today in my, my long run. So it, it is quite interesting. And then he said his motivational mantra is his, his wife and kids names on repeat. Mm so he thinks he's hard. i don't think it is hard. i wonder if that is quite a common one for people be, particularly yeah. when they're in the the sort of pain cave and it, things are getting really difficult yeah. bringing your loved ones to mind is probably a nice thing to be able to do yeah uh, perfect and then uh, some feedback from andy f on strava who said uh he's getting some motivation from the podcast which is great so thanks andy for listening And then the final bit of feedback was from Lily, who enjoyed the episode, uh, last week's episode on performance psychology. Then she also pointed out that when we talked about the spine race, we failed to mention the female winners of the race. So um, that was an oversight on our part. So apologies for that. And we can correct that now. So the winner of the female winner of the spine race was claire banworth from france so she was fifth overall first female 92 hours and then um, she won by quite a margin so then the second female was hannah rickman from the uk um did 104 hours and i think I was looking at I think they were first and second also yeah, last year.
1: Yeah, I know Hannah Rickman was definitely second last year, yeah.
0: Yeah, so fantastic uh, uh, achievement from both of those. And yes, yeah, sorry, that's a mistake on our part to mm-hmm. overlook those results. Yeah. Um, so so well done. And thanks, Lily, for your feedback and thanks for listening to the show.
1: Yeah, and we should mention the really sad news that we've heard this week that Kelvin Kipton sadly died and so did his coach um, in a car accident. Mm. So... I mean that was tragic horrible news, yeah, to me, I'm wasn't sure it? people will have heard that news,
0: yeah, really sad um,
1: you know, he was only twenty four I think wasn't he? and yeah, you know, this year, kind of expecting big things from him, I suppose you know he'd already broken the marathon world, world record. record, but he was looking at going under two hours, yeah. so really sad news, and I think seeing lots of people kind of in the running community paying tribute to him, so just wanted to say how sad we're feeling as well about that so
0: yeah I mean someone who is already kind of a legend in the sport in the times he'd achieved mm. in a short space of time I'm sure would have gone on to like greater things like you say probably looking at breaking two hours mm. like legitimately in a in race conditions rather yeah. than a time trial conditions had been done before so yeah really 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 sad news and um yeah real great lost to the sport really Mm -hmm. so yeah and then a couple of other things we wanted to mention from the world of athletics so there was the uh milrose games which is an indoor competition in new york and some amazing performances from a couple of british athletes that probably worth mentioning so laura muir won the two mile race at that meet and she broke the british record for Mm -hmm. that so she seems to have been around for like forever and been at the top for so many years now and um, a real tough competitor and um, uh, brilliant to watch racing. So fantastic for, for Laura. And then Josh Kerr also won the two mile race at the same meet for the in the men's race, and that was a world indoor record, and he broke Mo Farah's record, who held that right. two mile mm. record by three seconds, so quite a big margin. Mm. Uh, so it's an unusual distance, two miles. It's yeah. not it, it's not raced an awful lot, but fantastic from to see British athletes doing yeah. doing well there. I think they're both Great. Scottish, aren't they? As well, Scottish yeah, athletes, so. Yeah. 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 So f- fantastic for Great Britain. And Scotland yeah so so I think that's probably all the race results and listener feedback we wanted to mention this week so shall we discuss our running of the week and how things are going
1: yeah sure so, do you want to go first all then? right I seem to go first every week don't I? you do this week I am on week seven of the training plan so on Monday I did my easy run so I think initially when I first started talking about this training plan I was saying I was going to make Monday my rest day because I was at work, but it's just Not you know things out. change, don't yeah. they? So that I've, it's
0: about fitting it in where you can yeah, fit it exactly. in. Yeah, exactly. So
1: I found that rest days are just more useful to kind of save almost um, for later on in the week. So Monday was easy, five miles, and I managed to do that at lunchtime actually at work from work. So I ran from work and um, and back again. during lunchtime so that was quite nice and it was quite a nice day quite a spring like day on Monday so that was good so got that done and then I was back at track what
0: the hygiene facilities like at work for a post run spray they're not
1: great and the reason why I did it was my colleague that I share an office with she wasn't she was on leave oh right so you you wouldn't be offending her yeah but I did take some I did take a change of um clothes so although I didn't shower I was changed and it was an easy one so i wasn't like mega sweaty a spray sorry. of links
0: uh links yeah. maybe that's just a, a male thing uh, i think so yeah i think, I think so. it's a male product yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah it might have been a spray of perfume but you know anyway so tuesday i went back to track i've not been at track for a while because you've been away obviously as everyone now knows and all the details about interrupting that. with
0: your track running sorry yeah. about that yeah and
1: then I had a couple of weeks where I didn't go for other reasons. So I've not been for about four weeks. So this week it was three times three times 500. So three lots of 500.
0: 1500 15. times three. Yeah. 4,500 meters. Yes. So four and a half K worth of effort.
1: Yeah. So that was what the session was. So, you know, I like to do, I like to look back and see if I beat my time and I did so I was really chuffed with that so I did so over that distance so in miles it's it rounded up to about 2.8 miles and it was 6:29 pace so the last time I did that session at track was in at the end of October and I did it in 6:44 pace so I've improved my mile minute mile pace by 15 seconds wow fantastic. so that's like nearly it's about 40 seconds in it, I guess, over that, over the yeah. entire distance. Yeah. So I was pleased with that. and But also, more than the time, I just felt loads better. What like do you put that down to? Well, I wonder whether it's just my sciatica is really improved. And I think that maybe I just didn't have as much power. And it was just, I just felt just felt a lot easier to run. And I know when I came back, you said, oh, did you just try and run a little bit? faster but I didn't I just I just felt kind of in control and I was kind of enjoying it and I somehow kind of knew that I was running faster but it wasn't some sort of more effort in, in fact it was feel, felt like less effort mm. but it just felt so I just wonder whether it's
0: a mechanics mm. thing
1: rather than like anything else so but it might have been because last week I didn't run as much and I because I've I don't yeah know. yeah various things could have happened but i was pleased with that and then Good. last night so we're recording this on thursday this week because i'm off work um i did 11 miles easy after work which was quite you know it's tough to get yeah go out well, Been, for been a working long-ish... all day it's
0: dark it starts to get dark yeah. yeah
1: so i sat out in the light and came back in the dark but I got that done so yeah 11 miles easy and then tomorrow I've got 20 mile run to do so we'll see how mm. that goes and then a couple more over the weekend so great yeah what about you
0: yeah so my week's been a bit better so obviously I just easy running last week so I not very well so then I've moved things around a bit this week because we've bit busy over the next couple of days so I did an interval session on Monday which was 10 times three minutes so I was aiming to do that around about six minute mile pace I was half a mile that's half a mile repetitions the recovery was dead short it was only 35 seconds uh, we'll talk a bit about recoveries and intervals in a minute so was quite a hard session uh, with a warm-up and cool down so it was just about 11 miles in total but yeah I managed to get my pace around just under six minute mile pace average for the 10 lots of three minutes. So I was pleased with that. So that is a good session if anyone wants to try that. The 35 seconds goes really quickly as a recovery. You just sort of get to the end of the interval, sort of really start jogging before you know it, you look at your watch, 20 seconds have gone, and then you're sort of counting down to the next one. But it but yeah, so that was good. And then did easy runs, an hour easy run Tuesday, an hour easy run Wednesday. And then today, I had on my schedule a 20-mile run with 60 miles of those 20 at marathon pace plus 10 seconds, so around about 6.45 to 6.50-ish, that sort of pace for those 60 miles. But in the end, I only did 80 miles with 40 miles at 6.50, so so I was a bit disappointed because I kind of, like, felt, felt good, uh, you know, had my sort of carb drink got my gels all that sort of thing and did my stretches I was sort of feeling in the right frame of mind positive but I could feel I was starting to slow down a bit so I decided to cut the run short I ended up doing the run I should have done last week basically when I was ill and I know I've got enough time in my schedule to kind of catch up so so I don't want to get too down about it I, I suppose I was just a bit disappointed I didn't quite achieve what i wanted to but i thought rather than just banging out the miles and slowing down and jogging around and just saying right i've done 20 i thought let's cap it take some benefits from doing the 14 at a decent pace and then just chop it down to 18 instead of 20 i mean i i don't know if that's the right thing to do or not really
1: yeah well we talked a bit about this last week didn't we in the performance psychology stuff yeah that, you know you've just got to sometimes things don't go right and yeah. you've got to just kind of you know, make the best of it and you don't want to, you know, overdo it and then for the sake of it. No, leave. and it's
0: a long game for me, you know, sort of the 10 weeks to the yeah. marathon. So I suppose that session will have been beneficial. So then it's kind of thinking, right, reset, look forward to the following week and thinking about what am I going to do? What could I do differently? It's quite windy today. Uh, the, the course I went on was slightly hilly. I went on my sort of strange... 0.85 mile section of road called Brownhill Lane that in Sheffield that I just ran up and down and I wonder if that probably wasn't the best thing to do because it's quite high up and it was a bit windy so one sort of half of it was into the wind but anyway so there's a few things I might try a bit differently next week wear some shoe, wear some different shoes boost my confidence <laughs> but anyway so I did it so that was good and then I'll probably do two more easy runs and then and then kind of reset and get stuck back into it next week.
1: Cool. Well done.
0: Thank you. Okay, shall we get into our main topic for today? Let's intervals. Do it. So intervals. So kind of what are intervals? Well, I guess simply like intervals are running for a certain pace for a certain period of time and then running another pace for a certain period of time and like repeating that. And I think a bit of a misconception around interval is that it it's about like really thrashing yourself and running as fast as you can Mm. all the time but it's interval training can be different so you can do that but you can do it at moderate speeds depending on how you want it to complement a race you might have or even interval training could be done at uh, slower speeds like so uh, so a good example of that is like run walk for people who might be new to running or people who might be coming back from an injury that is a type of interval training where you might Run for a minute, walk for a minute, run for a minute, walk for a minute. So so I think the first thing to think about is that it's not always just about sprinting as fast as you can. So if you don't do interval training now, uh, lots of people do, but not everyone does. Lots of people don't. Maybe they've never tried it, they're not quite sure what to do. But it's probably the single thing that will benefit your running the most. If you don't do it and you start doing it, it's one of the easiest ways to improve immediately. Like, what your would pace. you agree with that?
1: Yeah, you pace definitely, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. and then when you go to do your long run, you sometimes find that you know your easy pace kind of gets a bit quicker, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been doing them for probably five or six years but in the past I never I never really did them in a structured way but I did find when I started building them into my training on a regular basis my paces started to really improve and across all sorts of distances I found my kind of ability to run fast but then hold that pace for a longer period of time just started to improve you know immediately Mm. really did you find that?
1: Yeah I think what you hear quite a bit is about People doing sort of medium paced runs, and it's that distinction, isn't it, between doing some easy runs and some fast runs? But I think if you don't have a plan for interval training or speed work or improving your speed, you tend to go into that medium zone, don't you? Where you think, oh, I'll I'll go a bit faster but it's not so fast enough. Yeah. So it's providing that structure, isn't it? Interval training so that people aren't just going medium, 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 and then feeling tired all the time, but not actually improving. So you've got to go beyond that medium pace, haven't you?
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, so I've been looking a bit of the research evidence around this because I suppose I feel it's beneficial you do we've seen it with lots of other people we know who are running who go tracks a good example yeah. that's, a, that's intervals every week people improve you know people are doing building intervals into the schedule but the researchers looked at what you just described and, and compared uh, runners who are running intervals run training compared to people who are doing kind of moderate continuous running so the evidence shows that greater training effects can be achieved with interval running within the same period of training time so is that clear? So if you're, so if someone's doing interval training versus someone doing moderate continuous running, the training impact on that runner's uh, endurance, their aerobic performance, their anaerobic performance, the VO2 max, that improves greater over that period of time through interval training versus not doing interval training, moderate continuous running.
1: So is that does that mean that say if you compared? An interval session to a moderate tra- training session, like your average pace might be the same as the moderate training. Is that what you're saying? So that you know you yes include yeah. so yeah. include rest yes. So if you're varying your pace yeah compared to keeping your pace yeah, the, same. the same but yeah. you're doing the same time the same distance the training the same time would be yeah, great yeah, yeah And
0: that's a really good point actually because I think this is a this is one of the elements I think we'll probably touch this upon around psychology a bit we talked about last week sometimes and I've fell into this trap you become fixated on the average pace and how that will appear on Strava for example Mm -hmm. so you might be thinking oh I want my run to be like you know eight minute mile pace but almost for the intervals that's kind of that's irrelevant that's not what you're looking for because Mm -hmm. you might be doing you know you might be doing uh of your seven mile run you, you might do half of it at Six-minute mile pace, half of it at uh, eleven-minute mi- mile pace. Yeah. So your average pace is, you know, eight and a half minute miles. Mm. Um, versus someone who goes out and just does that in eight, at the continuous run at eight-minute mile pace. The training benefit will be greater for the person doing yeah. the intervals over time. That's yeah. what the evidence suggests. Yeah. So, so definitely uh, hugely beneficial. And I just wanted to say a little bit about some of the history of intervals. So. They, they've been around the common now in people's training yeah they're um, always
1: in a training plan aren't they
0: yeah yeah um I read a book recently by Richard Asquith who was author of Feet, Feet in, the, in the, clouds. the Clouds yeah and he wrote a book about Emil uh, Zatapek called Olympic Legend to Cold War Hero and it's Every Day We Die a Little it's got a couple of different titles on the yeah. front cover so It's a brilliant book. I'd highly recommend it. So for people who don't know about Emil Zatopek, he was a runner in the the 1940s and 50s, and he kind of broke all the world records for distances, uh, won Olympic golds, was a fantastic runner and a, a kind of amazing human being as well, and the book goes into that. But he was one of the first people to really pioneer interval training. It had been tried a little bit before, Dabbled with, but not really kind of uh, ingrained in in people's training. He started doing it, and his main, you know, you read the book. And it talks a lot about his training, and it seems 400 meters was his kind of go-to interval. And he'd do he'd do 400 meters as kind of flat out, and then he'd jog, and then he'd jog. He might do one lap on, one lap off, or he might do a one minute recovery after 400 meters, and it but he did up to a hundred of those so that's 20 uh, would be 25 miles worth of of of, uh, repetitions now like most people like us included you just wouldn't be able to sort of tolerate that sort of distance but what it what was interesting about what happened to him is it elevated his performance way above all the other competitors of his time and then led to the point where other runners began copying his techniques So they could see the training benefit that he was getting. And then I think at first people kind of mocked him for his training techniques and said it was like crazy doing this volume of intervals, you know, sprinting 400 metre laps, then jogging one, sprinting one, jogging one. And uh, people said, you're a fool. And then when he won the European Championship, they said he was a genius and started copying them. So it's... something which is now part of pretty much every athlete's regular training schedule from elite athletes down to fun runners like you and I you know these these things they start off with people being thinking it's odd yeah thinking it's odd and people being brave enough to try it and think oh you know probably not nowhere near as scientifically backed as it would be today in terms of the evidence on you know heart rate monitors Strava Garmin all that but obviously he realized that it was having a a kind of a performance benefit and then people began to copy him yeah Um, well he's a
1: hardcore sort of guy it sounds like he was really like mentally tough and I think you'd have to be wouldn't you to do that level of intensive training yeah it's you know you've got to be quite a tough personality haven't you
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, he said he ran. He'd, any opportunity to run, he would take it. And he always had that mindset of really pushing himself beyond the boundaries. I think mm-hmm. what he uh, a famous quote of his was, why should I practice running slow? I already know how to run slow. I want to learn to run fast. Mm. So I'll, I've always remembered that as a quote. And it's kind of an interesting mantra almost because like... It is true, isn't it? The only how do you get faster at running? Mm. Where well, you've got to run faster. You've That's got. That's what Joss Naylor said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to it, see
1: Josh Naylor at Bookstore oh, yeah. House do a talk, and Didn't well, he, he, he. just like running as fast as he could. But yeah, I guess so. Into he, the wind. In, in yeah, he said yeah, run towards the sea. sea. So with yeah, the, on a beach. Usually the
0: wind would be whipping yeah. off the sea towards you. Yeah, and just you. run as fast, fast as, as you, you can. can, and then. Yeah. Jog back and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it.
1: Yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, and he incorporated all that into his sure everyday had had life. Yeah, I
0: don't reckon he had a Garmin watch, heart rate monitor. No, no, no. Uh, but he yeah. kind of won every race going in the yeah. in the lakes. Yeah. So yeah, so so that idea of practicing running fast—that's what intervals are about, aren't mm-hmm. they? So so there is some there's some kind of logic to it, like we've talked about a bit, isn't there? That you want to be running if if you're if you're training for a race a marathon or a half marathon you're going to want to be running your intervals a bit faster than the race pace aren't you so mm-hmm. that your your body's adapting to that pace and you're getting a physiological benefit and then your you know it feels hard so you might be running you know say for me i'm trying to target 640 ish for a marathon pace i'm trying to do my intervals at under six minute mile pace so the logic being that if i can do that then when it comes to running the marathon pace that should feel well i won't say easy but it should feel easier Mm -hmm. and how so what about you how do you kind of approach your intervals in terms of specifically for your marathon training
1: well i think you know as i've talked about before my minute mile pace for all the different race distances i do from 5k to marathon are quite sort of close so i think it's something that i really need to work on really because you know everything i do is between seven minute mile pace and and you know seven 50 i suppose um so at the moment when i do intervals regardless if it says 5k pace or 10k pace i just have to try and go as fast as i can obviously i've said you know the ones that i've done at track this week have been a bit quicker than that near a 6 30 pace but i do find that difficult like when i'm doing them in the street you know up and down hills and things i think it can be difficult to kind of push the pace so yeah i kind of i have been interested in that really about what pace do you do them at yeah you know maybe i'm trying maybe i'm trying to go too fast
0: yeah maybe i mean i I think probably an element of it depends are you doing specifically connected to a a race or not Mm -hmm. so um, there's some science around marathon pace training that kind of suggests you want to be doing your intervals at a specific pace that relates to the target pace you're at. So, yeah, so there's some good articles online about this actually that are quite specific and talk about working at kind of between 90% and 115% of your target race pace and some calculators connected to that. So, just to give a kind of like worked example of that. So for someone who's trying to do, um like me, a sub three hour marathon, you might be targeting six forty ish for your your marathon pace, that means your intervals are probably going to be somewhere between 540 and six minute mile pace based on that 115, 110% rule. Um, It'll depend a little bit on the nature of the intervals. So longer ones might be closer to the kind of 110% if you're doing intervals that are perhaps a mile or something like that. Shorter ones might be like the half a mile ones would be uh, perhaps a bit quicker, but that gives you an indication of you are working somewhere for that example of around, up to a minute quicker than your target race pace, between 40 seconds and a minute quicker. Yeah. And I guess you, it would be relative to another pace. So for you, uh, you'd be working at, if your target marathon pace was 7.40 per mile, yeah. your interval's probably somewhere between 6.30 and 6.50, something like that. Yeah, That's what the science, and that's based on like uh, Canova methods of training.
1: So is that a kind of pace where... You're able to clear lactate away and ca- and be able to complete the session. If you went, if you tried to do it faster than that, you might not be able to complete the session, and then you the lactate builds up too much.
0: Yeah, that's the logic. You'll be able to kind of maintain those paces through the number of intervals that you've got during mm. the workout. Um, I'll put there's a great article all about this by an author called John Davies um it's an online article called running writings and it's got quite a lot of explanation of some of this and a calculator as well which is helpful for calculating Mm. the sort of paces you might be aiming for whatever your race pace is you put your race paces and it tells you kind of what the percentages are where you should be working the range you should be working for those so i'll put that in the in the show notes so um so i think it's probably just worth saying so if we just go back to like Where to start with intervals? Um, So warm ups are key, aren't they? I know you do these at track. So what you don't want to do is like step out your door and start sprinting your first minute at like greyhound pace. You need to kind of loosen up and get ready. So what do you do for your kind of warm ups for intervals then?
1: Well, for track we do a lap around the um, the track, just a jog jogging lap. You know, chatting to each other, and then on the next lap we do some kind of great vine things and you know I don't even know what they're called but kind of skips and and things like that so it just kind of gets you kind of moving a little bit more gets you you know your legs kind of in different positions I guess than just just kind of low jogging kind of movements and then after we've done that we do some I guess you would call them sort of strides Rides, yeah. with so it'd be like high knees yeah. um and then like you know heel to bum type ones and things like that so we do quite a few of those and to be honest I do find that that is a really good warm-up I don't know if I'm doing them from home um, I don't necessarily I'd well I don't do that because I think I'd look a bit silly but you know no I'm sure cares. no no one would care but I do do like a, at least a mile and a half warm-up before okay. I, so just jogging you know easy running to, and then I then I would start it
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, similar for me. So uh, as you know, I do most of my intervals on the road. So I do uh, probably uh, like a two to three mile warm up uh, jog, um, partly just to get where I want to for the intervals. But uh, yeah, anything around 20 minutes is a good warm up. And I try and incorporate in the last kind of mile of that warm up, some strides, probably five mm. or six strides, uh, which should be 15, 20 seconds max just about kind of getting the legs used to the speed that I want to run at for Mm. the intervals so it's just kind of a bit of a similar sort of warm-up so I think that's really important so if you're doing intervals for the first time always make sure you do a warm-up which will be a combination of some jogging plus some strides or some drills like you've described and then the key thing I think to start with intervals if you've not done them before just start with like 30 seconds max and you might do like 10 lots of 30 seconds and you want to keep the recoveries if you just start Starting, probably double that length so probably a minute or something like that would be a good place to start so you think oh that doesn't sound much like 10 times 30 seconds it's five minutes of sprinting but I promise you if you've not done it before you that will be like a really good place to start and you'll feel it mm-hmm. you know you will know about it and then it, they're easy to change your partner so you can quickly yeah. progress 30 seconds 40 50 a minute you know and then you could start to then you'll be starting to match the interval with the recovery so it'll become a bit tougher Um so that's like definitely start slowly with intervals if you've not done them before and also like once a week's probably plenty isn't it you see yeah. people doing intervals like a lot more than that some marathon programs have them uh mm. multiple times a week for me i think once a week if you're doing a good chunk of intervals it's probably plenty what do you think
1: Yeah well there's that 80-20 rule isn't there which I guess is based on the idea that you shouldn't be doing them too much otherwise you're going to kind of burn out aren't you so you want to be kind of fresh when you come round to do them again so if you're doing some quicker paces in your long run then you're doing it twice a week aren't you doing sort of quicker running twice a week so if one of them's an interval session and one of them's part of your long run or a tempo or something like that, that's enough, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I sessions. think so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And then I was just gonna talk a little bit about so once you pass that initial phase, so that might be people who are already doing intervals regularly. I think are you doing one session a week? Generally, so the sort of training I've been given and uh the the coaching course that John taught me through and taught me through some of the science behind the interval sessions he teaches is generally if you're doing distances kind of 10k up to marathon ultra marathon so lots of people are in that in that range aren't they they're the races they're sort of targeting your general volume probably wants to be 30 to 40 minutes max in total for your interval session so that might be you know I don't know five times six minutes or eight times five minutes or something like that and and it's there's a good opportunity to kind of mix up the, the times or the distances and the paces so you probably want to be working in and around your 10k and 10 mile pace sometimes at your 5k pace sometimes at your sort of half marathon pace but generally in between those two um, 10 mile pace is generally considered to be kind of lactate threshold pace mm. and I've, it, there's different sort of ways this is talked about so you can have your lactate threshold calculated in a scientific way lots of people like won't do that don't want to do that or don't want to pay to do that I don't Mm. want to and so uh, when John talks about it generally talks about is the pace you could sustain for an hour and that is also generally correlates to a 10 mile pace and yeah if you don't know your 10 mile pace it's probably somewhere in the middle of your 10k pace and your half marathon pace yeah so if you can do a ten K in um seven minute miles and a half marathon in seven thirty pace, your ten mile pace is probably seven fifteen. Yeah. And that and that is if you're working in around that pace or just a bit quicker for your intervals. So that in that example between seven and seven fifteen You'll be improving your lactate threshold, which will also be improving your VO2 max, and over time that will help increase your speed endurance. So when you couple that with longer runs with some effort and some pace at your target yeah. marathon pace, over time that speed endurance will increase. That's mm-hmm. the kind of logic of the intervals. Yeah. So there is some. Uh, so there is some science in the paces, um, and then also there's like different ways you can do intervals. So you can do. Definitely anything up from, like, a minute up to sort of six or seven minutes. Yeah. And you'd be doing different paces for those. So the shorter ones might be more like 5K pace, the longer ones up to half marathon. And they'll have different sort of benefits. And I guess there's some ways you can play around with them a bit and do a a, quite, a faster one one week, a kind of longer one the next week. Also, you can do, like, you like these at track. Pyramid ones are good, aren't they?
1: Yeah. So, you, I mean, you tend to do... Time-based intervals, don't you? Whereas if you go to the track, track, it's pretty much they're always going to be distance-based. But having said that, I was talking to my brother at the weekend and he runs a track session in Derby. um, And I think it's open to lots of clubs in Derby. And he was saying he does sessions based on time, actually, at the track so that everyone's running for the same amount of time. And then they all have a break together, so different abilities... Are there obviously, if you're a bit quicker, you're doing further, but you're all breaking at the same time, so it can be done at a trap. But yeah, we tend to do distance-based, um, you know, reps. You do time-based, reps, yeah. So... And
0: obviously, you can equate the two. So if I'm saying mm. uh, ten times three minutes, the equivalent would probably be ten times eight hundred meters or something like that. You know, for for, for me, if yeah, like, yeah. I was on the track, yeah. so there's easy ways to. Make it you know, equate the two if yeah. if you are someone who runs on a track. Yeah, you can play around with them, so I've done like sessions that are like two minutes, four minutes, six minutes, eight minutes, ten minutes, six minutes, four minutes, you know, and back down again. Yeah. Or another ones are kind of cut down sessions, so you you go from 10 minutes down to one minute, mm-hmm. reducing the intervals. I know you do similar sorts of things at track, don't you? Yeah. Um, and again, it's just different ways. You'll be working different muscles. You'll be testing out your kind of engine in different ways by running mm-hmm. the shorter ones a bit quicker, the longer ones a bit slower. You can change the recoveries as well, can't you? I don't know. Do you do that much at track?
1: So this session that we did this week, we did, so we did nine 500 metres distance. So other groups were doing different distances. So I think the group five were doing nine times four hundred and you know the group above were doing like nine times six hundred. But we were doing like three sets. So we would do so after the first um five hundred meters I think it was 45 seconds rest then it was 45 seconds again and then once you've done three you get 75 seconds rest
0: right okay so you got
1: three blocks yeah. that's why it was three times three yeah so you yeah. get like an, a bit of a longer rest after every third yeah third one so yeah. so there so
0: that so mm-hmm. you, this so as well as changing the nature of the intervals, so you could do set intervals repeated or different like pyramid ones or mm-hmm. cut down ones, you can um, you can change the length. So one week you might be closer to thirty minutes. One week it might be closer to forty in total. Mm-hmm. So you can change the number and the time, and you can change the recovery. So the example I gave of the session I'd done this week: ten times three minutes with thirty-five seconds recovery. I've done that same session with three minutes recovery and two minutes recovery which is a lot is a lot easier naturally yeah. and i did them a bit quicker but not that much quicker so you know if you cut the recoveries down that can be a good test of where's your fitness is your fitness increasing if you can maintain the interval paces with a shorter recovery and then generally you if if they're race specific supporting a marathon there'll probably be ones that are a bit longer that are working in around that Mm. 10 mile pace but if you're out of season and you're just kind of generally running it's probably worth working in a cycle i think so you do a six week cycle i think don't you at track um in the coaching course i did we talked about an eight week cycle so a similar sort of thing Mm. and that's a good way of then looking at as your pace improved, which is exactly what yeah. you do. So you go through mm-hmm. like eight week cycle of doing a bunch of different intervals, go back to the first and then look at right, do your ten times three minutes now. Yeah. With the same you could keep the in the recoveries the same, but look as the pace increased. Yeah. You know
1: So in terms of like your intervals that you're doing now for marathon training, do you tend to do the same say miles of intervals in session? How long is that? So how lot how many intervals should you be doing? So at track, like you were saying, it tends to be for our group, it's like 4.5k or 2.8 miles of the actual fast running. Yes. Obviously, we just stand still and wait with our rest at track most of the time. If I'm doing them on the street, I might jog, so I wouldn't count that as like the fast bits. So, yeah, how long, how many miles of intervals should you be doing?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So so because of mine are time-based, I'm always doing 30 to 40 minutes, pretty much. Right. So that's always going to be at least five miles for me, sometimes up to six or seven miles if it's at the longer end, the 40 minutes.
1: And that doesn't include the rest? The, no. the slower no running. no that's it doesn't just, that's just
0: the so, so that's just the time that. so I, oh. I always work it on about six minute miles sometimes a little bit slower sometimes a bit quicker yeah. so i know if i'm doing 30 mile uh 30 minutes at six minute mile pace that's five miles if i'm doing 40 it's mm-hmm. going to be nearer seven miles you know just yeah. under seven so and i guess the way i like to think about it is then looking at so let's imagine i let's for argument's sake do i i end up doing six miles at pace in the midweek interval session. Then if I couple that with, say, 12 miles or 14 miles at a marathon pace in my long run like I've done today, then I've done 20 miles of my total volume running for that week at or quicker than marathon pace. If I'm doing 60 miles in a week, something like that at the high volume marathon weeks will be 55 to 60 miles i know that i've done like basically a third of my running that week will have been at or quicker than my target marathon pace i find that ratio works a bit better mm. for me than the 80 20 right so that's more like, more seven, like 30 yes yeah, so yeah, exactly yeah. okay. um so so i do find and that's why i guess I've not got into track as much because it's not that track running doesn't work. I think it does work, definitely works in the same way we've talked about. It's the track session the club has is only an hour. Therefore, even if you're in the fastest group, you're probably never going to be getting into that six miles worth of work in the session. No, you no. may be going to be 4 or 5 max.
1: Yeah, and that's okay if you're not marathon training. I think so. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So if
0: you're general, if you're doing general endurance mm-hmm. training through the year, I think we're going to further further down the line we will talk about out of season training and think about maybe putting a training plan together and sharing it actually. To give some examples of, here's an eight-week cycle of sessions that you could do either on a track or you could do time-based, and we could make it either or and and share that with listeners. Yeah. So, Ooh. so so yeah, definitely start if you're not done them before. Start slowly, build up gradually. Make sure you do your warm-ups and then play around with it and get stuck into some of the intervals and act, like have some fun. It's good. It's enjoyable, isn't it? Testing yourself, seeing so yeah, you know yeah. how you feel. Yeah. You know, and you know, and sometimes you blow up, but like yeah. that's fine, isn't it? That is part yeah. of it.
1: Something about, you know, when we go to track and people are just like, oh, you know, Finished. I'm not, I don't, well, yeah. oh, I don't know if I want to do this today. And, you know, oh, I'm feeling a bit ill. And, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be much good or that sort of thing. And I, and I think it's a bit of nerve sometimes. We are like, sort of a bit anxious about it because you know it's going to hurt, but it's kind of a nice hurt, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> In a, a
1: way, and then afterwards, everyone's so related budding, the that great, they've done it. like, yeah. yeah, that
0: feeling is, is hard to beat. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely go out. If you've not done them, try them. If you are doing them, hopefully you've got a few different ideas from what we've talked about. Yeah. So final thing on intervals, what's your favourite interval session?
1: Oh, it's a tricky one, um, but I do, I think it's about ones that I feel like I'm better at really is longer intervals so at track I'm not very good at like 400 meters or or less than that at the track I'm just not very good I just get left behind in the dust of everyone because I've just not got that kind of I feel like I've not got got the the yeah the fast twitch kind of fibers so I don't like those but I think the the longer they get, up, probably up to about a mile, the better I am at them. I'm just I am just better at those, so I just feel more comfortable and I feel like I'm achieving something. So that's kind of, they're the, the best ones for me.
0: Yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah, so for me, uh, so I mentioned 10 times 3. I think that re- is a really good one. Gives you a real indicator of where you are. You're doing you know, five miles of work. You can mess around with the, with the uh, recoveries. That's the about uh, Yazo one as well isn't it mm. around the Yazo 800s yeah. would be equivalent to that well i think yeah. we talked about that before mm-hmm. so that's a good indicator of marathon pace and the other one i really like is 20 times one minute on off so you do one minute fast one minute uh jogging yeah. it's a bit like the zatapet one but only 20 instead of 100 yeah. and like i think that's that you can use that in two ways it's good in a taper phase so if you're coming into your last couple of weeks before a race typically a half marathon or a marathon it's a good way of keeping some speed in your legs but not overdoing it you know mm. so it's only 20 minutes worth of work mm. you know but it keeps you ticking over gives you a chance to release some of that energy that you are be building up during the taper or the other way to use it is if you're after a race two three weeks post a race and you've gone through your recovery you just got some easy running picking back up Putting that in is a good way, again, to, like, start running fast again and yeah. remember that, like, you're not completely exhausted. Mm. You have got the speed in the legs because you've done all your training, you've done your race, you've enjoyed your recovery, and then it's, right, I'm going to get back yeah. into it for my next phase. It's a
1: bit like a hit workout, that yeah. one, Almost. isn't it? yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. you could hit your 5K pace, go for it yeah. a bit, yeah.
1: Yeah, and not kind of...
0: Not blow yourself out, you know. Or be...
1: risk of getting too injured, I guess, no. with something like that. But I find that really difficult because I I can't
0: The short I can't talk, keep
1: yeah. it I can't keep count of how many I've done. So uh twenty is just you yeah. know, I once did a fift, 15 one minute on and off and I just yeah. I had no idea when I'd finished or not, so um Yeah. Any just,
0: strategies for how to keep count of intervals? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> if you can send those in.
1: Not counting on your toes and things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think we've kind of finished intervals, haven't we? Hopefully that's been helpful for anyone that's looking to incorporate them a bit more into the training, or or people that are already doing it but just wanted to kind of a few ideas of something different to do. So. Yeah, so that's it
0: for this week, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And let us know how you get on with that. Uh, and then just a couple of things to mention for future episodes. So uh, I've had a few queries about the sort of coaching I do. So I think we'll I'll talk a little bit more about that in a future episode, which might be of interest to a few people. Um, and then the final thing, I guess, what we've learned over these twenty episodes is like uh, running is really important to people, isn't it? And it matters. So we're really keen to do an episode where we get feedback from people on what running means to you and why so we've had that feedback in a few different ways yeah to some of the topics we have but that's the kind of simple question what does running mean to you and why yeah so uh, we'll probably at least take two or three weeks to kind of gather some feedback from various sources but if you want to email us or connect with us in any of the other ways and let us know what running means to you we'd love to hear that and when then we'll be collating it all and sharing it on a future episode
1: yeah and i just one last thing i've just thought of um it's seville marathon this weekend and i think risney's doing it
0: that um oh our neighbor
1: yeah our neighbor and podcast our globe trotting like marathon good luck, running to Risney. Yeah, yeah. Good luck Risney. um and, and anyone, anyone else, else? Yeah, yeah that might be doing it or any other races and yeah keep letting us know if you've done any races and you want us to give you a shout out
0: great well thanks for listening and we'll see you next time
1: yeah bye
0: bye thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the show if you did, please leave us a rating or review and share the podcast to friends and family to help us build the Running Partners community. You can email us at runningpartners at with any questions, feedback, race results, topic suggestions or anything else. Also email us if you would like to find out more about the running coaching that I offer. Simply put coaching query in the email subject and I'll get right back to you. And check out my website, paulgriffithsrunningcoach.com for more info. You can find us both on Instagram at 26.2 and Gris Running, as well as on Strava and Facebook, and all the links are in the show notes. We will be back every Monday with a new episode, so see you then.